It's the Report Report. Today on the show. Dumb jokes and learning to ride the unicycle. we learn is also the place where stupidity thrives. A school is a place that kindles the idiot in everyone. To make a stupid joke is succumbing to this reality. What is a dumb joke? Immature? Dirty? Not funny? A groaner? The truth is in the eye of the beholder, and I am surrounded by all of them. Dumb jokes are a symptom. Trying to lighten the mood with a little humor, at whatever the cost, can be the output of a person with many diseases. Insecurity, which also thrives at school, boredom, which also also thrives at school, and actual stupidity, or wanting to look stupid, are some dumb joke-causing ailments. The thing I'm interested in about dumb jokes is what they do to a person. They are an addictive drug. When one gets a cheap laugh, there is a dopamine rush, or a something rush. The more idiotic one is, the better one feels. This is dangerous because dumb jokes are so easy to make. For example, one can say something like, That's what she said! Or, If you know what I mean. And somebody will probably chuckle, if there is even an ounce of context. I can't give many examples, because I try not to remember the stupid stuff I've said. But anyway, these cheap laughs can be addicting. So one makes less good jokes, and more stupid ones. Another type of dumb joke is in the classroom. If you can get the class laughing, you have won big. Even if the joke is really funny, it is still stupid to interrupt an already noisy class for your own benefit, because of your own addiction. And really, it can't be that funny. But does a stupid joke have to be stupid? I think not. The use of dumb jokes can be good. It just can't be an addiction. Take, for example, inside jokes. From an onlooker's perspective, saying boiled rice after every time someone says eating some might seem stupid, but actually has the context to make it funny. Example is ironic dumb jokes. My friend Corbin and I always make a dumb laugh sound when somebody says, but. Not because it is funny, but because thinking it is funny is funny. When used right, stupid humor can be funny. But addiction to dumb jokes is a reminder that the easy path is often the dangerous one. When I was 51, 
I learned to ride a unicycle. That year, I felt I was losing my balance. We were doing some big work on our house, refinishing the floors, painting the walls, moving furniture around, reconsidering everything. Kate was in the final stages of getting tenure and was full of ideas for being more involved at home and also traveling more, shaking up the routines we had settled into. For years, it had been divide and conquer. She was the breadwinner, tending to her career, working to the exclusion. I was the stay-at-home parent, the constant companion, the daily chef, the bus meter, the after-school activities coordinator, the bedtimer, also the bear talker, the floor player, the doodler, the wild apple nosher, the snow digger, the long walker, the bike rider, the bedtime storier, the fun. But Renee was getting older too, and at 13, his needs were changing. His summers were packed with music and sports camps, his after-school hours with basketball and homework. In the downtime, there were computer games and texting with friends. Somehow, we had begun to miss the fun we used to have together and stumbled awkwardly trying to make the new fun. Everything that had felt stable and easy about being a parent was suddenly shaky. I was spending too much time pushing him on things I didn't really care about and way too little time in easy enjoyment of each other. And deeper, for years, being a spouse and a parent and making a home had been plenty, demanding enough of my love and creativity to keep me happy. Now, I was seeing the end of that. I would need to find new joys for myself, new projects to care about, new ways of being in the world. But all that meant letting go of the old while falling forward into the unknown. I was in the grip of nostalgia, with nothing stable under me. I wasn't sure I could keep things going. On a warmish late December day, we were celebrating the new year with old friends in Northampton, Mass. Behind their house was a garage stuffed with dusty toys, half-finished woodworking projects, camping supplies and the like, and hanging from a nail on the wall, a unicycle. Hey, Renee, I called. He was shooting baskets in the driveway. Look at this. A beam of sunlight arced through the cracked window, bathing the one-wheeler in its glow. Oh, do you think we can try it? We asked. We could. Our first efforts were pitiful. In a nearby park, after a demonstration that made it look plausible, we took turns, launching from the tenuous security of a railing only to roll off of the wheel before completing a single revolution. The more we tried, the less possible it seemed to learn this. How could you advance when every effort ended in instant failure? Then, on his umpteenth try, Rene managed an amazing four pedals of uptime. He was hooked. Then he wanted to keep going, to try again and again, and I was determined to catch up. Could my old brain do it too? It could. It did. A New Year's resolution, I proposed. We get a unicycle and learn to ride it for real within the year. Sold, said Renee. Should we order one today? When spring came, we took our new toy down to the park. Once again, the initial results were pitiful, but we had watched a few YouTube videos of other people's learning experience and felt assured that if we kept at it for two hours we would see noticeable progress. We did. We could. 
on a basketball court launching from the post that supported one of the baskets. First I managed three pedals, then Renee made it to the foul line, then I made it to the foul line, then Renee made it to the half court. It wasn't steady progress. After a good ride, there would be a whole slew of failures. It was hard to do anything intentional to improve. Thought was almost an enemy. Just keep trying, mostly failing, but more of the rides would be better on average over time and occasionally a breakthrough would happen. It was exhausting, but addictive. During the course of the summer, between camps and work on our house project, we returned again and again to our learning spot so that before summer was out, we could both ride circuits of the court. As fall came, Renee was moving beyond the court and onto the grass and sidewalks. I jogged beside him as he pedaled around town. When school started, I kept the unicycle in the back of the car and took it out between errands, trying to extend my range. I could. I did. Of course, learning to ride didn't magically solve all the things that were troubling me, but it did open up a new shared fun, and more important, it reminded me that learning and growth take perseverance, and though it might feel like all you are doing is falling down, if you keep trying, eventually you will find your balance. Thank you for listening to The Report Report. You can email us at thereportreport at gmail.com, no caps and no spaces. We hope you listen next week.